He's Aaron. She's Elizabeth. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. And welcome to our first ever live Christmas holiday spectacular. How you doing this morning, Aaron? Well, I'm doing great. Uh, on a little bit of a vacay from work, so enjoying myself. Uh, what are you enjoying in your festive holiday mug today? I am enjoying lactose-free eggnog. It's a little. I actually recommend it to those who are lactose-free, or sorry, lactose intolerant. <laughs> those of you who have no lactose in your body, I highly recommend. Highly it. recommend it. Uh, those who are lactose intolerant or not, um, because it is uh, thinner than regular eggnog, and it um, uh, you don't feel as full afterwards. So um, I used to really, really love eggnog, but like I would only have one glass and I'd be done. Whereas with this, um, I can have more than one glass. I usually don't, but uh, I can. It, it is a possibility. Boy, it's been a while since we've been on the podcast already. You are waxing philosophical about eggnog of all things. I say that all the time. <laughs> uh, I do like the beard on the outside of your mug. It gives the illusion that even when you're drinking from it, you're still facing me. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, for those who are listening to this on uh, SoundCloud and versus watching it live uh, as we are recording it, uh, I am drinking a mug from a mug that says North Pole Trade Company on the other side. It's a lovely illustration of a beard. Santa beard. Santa beard. Sexy Santa beard. Okay. <laughs> uh, mine is deceptively large. I think it's more bowl than mug at this point. Uh, I emptied out half a bottle. Uh, it is my favorite Christmas drink of choice, the sparkling grape juice that Welsh's puts out every year in those big fancy wine bottles. Which they have now, again, started labeling as non-alcoholic for all those who couldn't figure it out before. Uh, it also makes me sick if I have too much of it. So I save it for this time of year <laughs> and only this time of year. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we have enjoyed that for many, many years. Uh, well, before we get started into our very exciting live event, we wanted to talk a little bit about some of our... Uh, Christmas specials that we have been watching this year. Of course, we have our standards and standbys, and as always, we recommend Klaus, above all things, oh on Netflix, God, yeah. if you want a good Christmas movie. We, we watched it last night, and I'm just like, I I didn't remember some of the stuff, and it like it kind of caught me by surprise, and I really was, it was, it was a good surprise, um, and I just remember just, like, because I remember the first time I really liked it, um, but the second time, I just, I enjoyed it on a deeper level. Yeah, me too. That animation, just gorgeous. Oh, so gorgeous. And Chef's kiss. Chef's uh, kiss. We returned to some old standbys. Uh, standbys for Aaron. I had never seen these movies. We watched uh, I'll Be Home for Christmas, oh, yeah. in which the worst human being alive gets a car. Uh, again, I don't know what the point is of awful Christmas movies. Someone will have to explain it to me one day. We also watched Home Alone 3. And uh, here's my hot take. I think it's better than Home Alone's Wanted 2. Oh, I know that. I'm sorry. I'm about to get a lot of hate. I don't, I don't think I ever believe Macaulay Culkin for a second in any film he's in. Uh, he's, he's quite terrifying. But you believe the kid from Max Keeble's big movie? Apparently I do. And then, you know, there may be a little bit of nostalgia bait in there for me as well, because that is a movie that I have enjoyed. N Max Keeble's big mm -hmm. movie. Really? Yeah, I know. Well, we might have to watch that one time. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, I remember watching that a lot, a few times as a kid and I didn't really like love it, but I liked the, the traps. It's and definitely not one and two, but if you don't like one and two, it's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
But we did watch one, and I'm surprised that you still thought that because rewatching one, I appreciate it on a better level. I like it for its Second story. Time I've said this this podcast. I like it for its storytelling, but I don't like any of the characters. Not even Catherine O'Hara. I I mean I do, but not in like. I don't know, just in a, a wholesome Christmas way? No. Like, they all seem like terrible, awful people. And they're all a family, so it's fine. But yeah, <laughs> I uh, don't know. That's just my opinion. I, 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 liked, um, I liked Home Alone 1 more this, this time that we just watched it than I did when I was a kid. I don't think I liked it as much. I don't know why. Um, the scary scenes, you feeling like a kid. Because I've got left Home Alone a lot. Um, Maybe I just like it more because he actually calls the freaking police. Maybe oh. that's it. Jeez. Uh, speaking of nostalgia bait, we Sorry. did watch. Oh, what do we got? <laughs> Sam is sending all the hate. I know he is. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. I'm I'm used to it. We uh. all have our own opinions. Now, I will say I did not grow up with Home Alone at all. So I have no nostalgia for it. I could be clouding my judgment on this. And that's, yeah, because um, I think Home Alone 3 was a little bit more nostalgic for me than 1 and 2. Um, uh, speaking. I, but, uh, sorry, uh, Ben, uh, why did we watch Home Alone 3? Because it's still technically, well, it's an iCrisis movie, but we wanted to watch it anyways. Here's and here's a good uh, rule of thumb, everyone. There are a billion Christmas movies out there. You start with the worst ones, and then you gradually increase in quality the closer you get to Christmas. So that's why we saved Klaus until last night. We still haven't watched Scrooged or A Christmas Vacation. We have seen Christmas Story. Yes. Uh, so we're building it up piece by piece, slowly and surely. I haven't uh, watched the Grinch uh, uh, animated Chuck Jones special yet, which is like pinnacle Christmas for me. That's yeah. my nostalgia bait. So that's going to come. Um, and uh, the reason we watched home alone three is because it like we just wanted to watch it and then honestly i don't think it's as bad as everyone made it out to be it's not great by any means it's not i think they should have called it something else perhaps absolutely it's a fine movie i just don't think it should be called home alone three but for the third time the, no i i know i keep trying to like get in but i'm happy that everyone's talking in the chat so i'm, I'm it's so it's hard when i don't have the computer in front of me uh speaking of nostalgia bait we did watch a new christmas special which is purely made to wring cash from our wallets but it was charming for its baitiness we watched the lego star wars holiday special it was so good like it was better than it had any right to be <clears throat> which i feel like that's kind of the lego stuff in a nutshell um like the the lego video games are always supposed to be really good the uh obviously the lego movie was amazing and then even this you know like with the basis of uh the Hol star wars holiday special being the train wreck yeah. train wreck every <laughs> second that it is uh this was really kind of well done it it, it brought an interesting kind of twist of the mythos a little bit i like that lego has a bit of campiness where it's allowed to revel in the stuff i i especially loved uh the the premise is that uh basically time travel exists so we can go to all the iconic scenes of every other star wars movie uh i really did enjoy every scene that anakin was on stage and and he's just saying you you seem distracted about seeing padme he's just holding a big old bouquet of flowers what no i'm not kidding me uh them jumping into mandalorian was that was hilarious that was adorable. probably one of the best parts um no spoilers for mandalorian but we did finish it oh my god and yeah. it was very good we this is not a mando discussion um that's a good christmas uh tv series right there yeah to kind of just go through 
Um, I uh, for those who uh, live in the area of Knoxville, Tennessee, there is a uh, and are Mandalorian fans. Uh, there's this place called Trailhead Beer um, over by River Sports on Sutherland. Um, those who aren't in the area probably are like, why the hell is he talking about this? They the, do Mando Monday trivia nights. Yep. I actually won this last week. I was very excited. Of course you did. You're trivia king. Well, it's You have it's an eye on, for detail. Yeah, that that is de- actually like one of the things that I like. I'm like, okay, he what was shot the one four you won times. On? What was the one that you won on? The uh, question. Oh, uh, who voices the uh, the Ugnaught? Um, and it's Nick Nolte. So, uh, I'm like, <laughs> John, uh, our, our friend, friend of the podcast, John, uh, actually mentioned, or it's like, I bet you got that. And I bet that's why you're going to win. And that's exactly what happened. So, um, but yeah, I would recommend those in the area to go do that. Uh, but, uh, the Lego star Wars special was really good. Uh, it's so good that Ben, uh, Toller, uh, his four-year-old has seen it like six times. So oh, I imagine so. I completely understand. I, I had a VHS copy of, um. Uh, Tiny Toons, How I Spent My Summer Vacation, and the tape got worn out. So uh, I don't expect to get better, Ben. Sorry. <laughs> um, and we've also been complimented on our outfits. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, uh, for those of you who are strictly listening, we really like to go all out for our Christmas PJs. Aaron has sworn against matching pajamas, so we just get to pick out our own things. So Aaron is wearing some festive uh, Deadpool sweater print pants. I forgot I had these, actually. And uh, his shirt, which says, Merry Everything, which is a, such an Aaron Hines shirt to have. Yep, that's me. Uh, I'm wearing some fancy snowflake leggings and my Believe in Santa Claus t-shirt. Which is kind of funny. I think, honestly, we don't match each other, but we kind of match the, like, mine is mostly green with some blue. Um, and then, of course, Deadpool being red. And then my shirt is green and your stuff is uh, red and gray. So You would not believe how hard and expensive it is to find matching family Christmas pajamas. This year, I think especially, I started too late in the season. <laughs> Should I couldn't do it. Maybe one other year. Maybe maybe later. Maybe later. Maybe later. Uh, but let's get into the meat of the episode. So do you want to give a quick synopsis of what we're about to do? I would love to. In my hands, I hold a book called Build Your Own Christmas Movie Romance by Rain Kong. I have been holding on to this book for a year, ever since I saw it, waiting for this particular opportunity. I- I'm sorry, can you repeat that last part? How long have you been holding on to this? A year. Why? Because I found out about it in January of this year and couldn't give it to you then because <laughs> it wasn't Christmas anymore. So I have been waiting Where and the waiting. Where have you been hiding it? Shush. I have been <laughs> waiting. Uh, we enjoy the McElroy brothers. And every year they create they create their own Christmas Hallmark movie romance called That's a Christmas to Me. And that's fantastic. Uh, I'm not nearly as creative. So we went ahead and bought the book. And we are going to, as narrator and audience travel through and create our own Christmas movie romance. I will be reading the story to Aaron, and then he will select at pivotal moments what choices he will make as the protagonist of his Hallmark Christmas movie. Are you ready to get started? I'm so ready to riff this thing. Okay, let's do it. I've, I've got my legs crossed, and all I need is like a pillow, and I'm like, yay. I gave this gift to Aaron uh, Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. No, 
I gave it to him this month, and I said, I'm sorry, we have to talk about this on the podcast, and I, <laughs> I'm very excited for it. All right, ready? Let's do it. Scene Get one. It on. <laughs> Scene one. Meet the heroine. Interior shot. <laughs> Zoom in on a woman working Zoom on a in. computer at a lonely desk. That's none of your business. Chrissy slammed her business phone down on her business desk and sighed. She looked around. Her entire desk was covered with business binders, business books, including the classic How to Business Your Way to the Top of Business, and business supplies. One thing was for sure, she was a business lady. I did not pre-read this before we got started. I'm so excited. Like, uh, So uh, a friend of ours, uh, Keenan, uh, whose wife did the Hamilton episode with us, uh, he has an Oculus that he's let me use a few times, and he has a uh, like business simulator or office simulator game on his phone or on sorry on the Oculus. Are you feeling it? And like, there's one part where you're in a cubicle. This like, like I just feel like I'm back in that game. <laughs> the phone rang again. She picked it up, shouted "business," and slammed it down. <laughs> Don't you know we're doing business in here? She simply had too much business to do to deal with all of this. Chrissy pulled a hand mirror out of her desk drawer and examined herself. She was dressed the way she did every day. Dark blazer, skirt, and extremely sensible heels. In fact, when she bought them, Chrissy had asked the shoe salesman to bring her the heel equivalent of the woman at the bar who takes her friend's keys and is always reminding them to keep drinking water. <laughs> That's how sensible they were. So Chrissy is the wet blanket. <laughs> To complete her outfit, she wore her hair pulled back into a smart ponytail. Not like a ponytail you'd wear for sports, but the kind of smooth business ponytail that business ladies can pull off. New it from Kevin Klein, businesswoman. In short, the perfect outfit for doing business. She checked her makeup in the mirror, minimal, not so distracting that it would get in the way of business. Of course not. Every eyelash in place. She took a deep breath. Today was going to be the day. Chrissy had started at Big Business Company 10 years ago as an intern, and now, after years of thankless work, filing, sorting, synergizing, circling back on that email, it was finally happening. She was going to be promoted to junior executive in charge of business. I can see it now. Chrissy, junior executive in charge of business. I am so invested in Chrissy's story. I'm not a business ma'am, she whispered to her reflection in the mirror. I'm a business ma'am. It was what she always told herself when she needed to get pumped up. It's actually business, ma'am. <laughs> Her phone rang again, and she grabbed it in frustration. Eve, I told you to hold all my calls. She snapped at her assistant through the line. Sorry, Eve whispered, but it's your mom, so I thought you might want to make an exception. Chrissy sighed. Mom, can't you tell I'm doing business? Busy, busy, business? Our first question. Should Chrissy take the call, or oh. should Chrissy... Ignore the call and fantasize about her upcoming ski vacation. Oh, I have to say uh, Chrissy isn't heartless, so she is going to take the call. Okay. Chrissy knew what this was about. With a final groan, she said, I'll take it on line one. <laughs> time, time out. Oh, okay. Vin, Vin just, just threw some straight fire. Uh, I'm getting the vibe that her life is the business card scene from American Psycho. <laughs> My God, it has a watermark. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Honey, exclaimed her mother moments later, it's so good to hear your voice. Hi, Mom, said Chrissy, bracing herself. How's work? Her mother asked. Busy with business as usual, said Chrissy. Look, honey, I know you're busy, so I'll make this quick. I'm just finalizing all my meal prep for our big Christmas dinner, and I just wanted to confirm that you and Cole will be there with bells on. Should Chrissy 
agree to attend the Christmas dinner, or tell her mom she won't be able to make it. Oh, um, so since with her boyfriend Cole, Cole, Cole. lump of coal. <laughs> ah, I get it. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna kind of go with uh, Ben. Moms don't equal profit. She's not gonna be there. She's too busy. <gasps> I did. Uh, I do want to say. I'm sure we'll probably get into Cole here in a little bit more uh, time. But uh, I did see this tweet. It was uh, Stu's like, as a successful uh, businessman in uh, the city with a, uh, a longtime girlfriend, I'm really afraid that when she goes back home for Christmas, that uh, she might be, you know, taken away from me by this burly guy who works at the Christmas card shop and has a single son. Don't get ahead of ourselves. All right. Yeah, since it's uh, yeah, I'm gonna so agree mom, with Ben. It's, if it's not, not a business dinner, uh, we are. She is. She's too busy. Okay. Let's see. Here we go. Actually, Chrissy began slowly. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. What is it? Her mother gasped. <gasps> oh no! Will you be late? Will you miss appetizers? Sometimes there's enough spinach to float over by the time the big meal comes around. But honey, you know there's no guaranteeing that. No, Chrissy said. We won't be late. Oh, thank goodness, her mother breathed. You said that, and I just thought, Santa's bells, the worst has come. This is the literal worst thing that has ever happened in my life. Chrissy started to interrupt, but her mother continued. And yes, I am including the deaths of both of my parents, with whom I was very close. But it's all okay. You'll be there on time. Oh, my God. Okay, Karen. Just say it, Chrissy thought to herself. Actually, she started again. Cole and I won't be able to come at all. There was silence on the other line, then a bit of shuffling, and then a faint, haunting melody started playing fuzzily through the phone speaker. Should the song coming through the speakers be a sad classic Christmas song, a sad contemporary Christmas song, just a regular sad song? <laughs> She's playing a sad song trying to guilt trip her daughter. I imagine she has a second phone just for this purpose to play through other phone speakers. See, I thought for a second like she dropped the phone and like, <laughs> just, was having a heart attack nope. or something. What should we do? Uh, let's do you know because this is would, this would be a Hallmark thing, so they probably do a contemporary song. So a sad contemporary Christmas song. Yeah, like I'll be home for Christmas. I just read oh, ahead. I just read ahead, and it's fantastic. It was an instrumental version of a song that Chrissy knew but couldn't quite identify. She closed her eyes for a moment, trying to place the melody. Suddenly, she groaned. Mom, she said, please tell me this isn't the string quartet version of the Christmas shoes. Ah! <laughs> uh, just yeah, real yeah, quick, yeah. Um, I have to interject. My mother hates the song, not because of the quality of the song or the content of Christmas shoes. No, it's because it's A, a mother who passed away, and B, it is just so sad. It's the saddest thing. <laughs> the other good choice would have been Bon Iver Christmas songs. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Completely agree with that. Well, her mother started, you have got to stop forcing me to listen to the Christmas shoes whenever you want to guilt me into doing something, Chrissy said. I gotta find I a nice pair of shoes for my mama. She's gonna go meet Jason. I mean it. It was bad enough when you insisted on playing at full blast in the mall last year. We weren't allowed back in famous footwear anymore. <laughs> um, ma'am, can you turn it? No! It's Christmas! It's warm Christmas! It was coming up on Mother's Day, her mom exclaimed. How else was I going to drop the hint that a pair of extra-wide Skechers shape-ups would be the perfect gift? 
any other way, Chrissy I... said. You could have dropped that hint literally any other way. Uh, Chrissy, no, you are not allowed to be self um whatever the effacing? term self-effacing here when you were like I've business and business. Goes, you can't no you cannot be that you got you got one or one or the other Chrissy point taken her mom said I just think it's never a bad time to think about the Christmas shoes and the many lessons it contains mostly about how much our mothers love us and how nothing is promised she trailed off Chrissy waited nothing is promised her mother tried again and you never know which Christmas dinner might be. You know, she trailed off meaningfully. Come on, Mom, Chrissy groaned. It's tradition, her mother protested. What about our big Christmas supper and slugging by the fire on Christmas Eve? And besides, who's going to help on the candy cane farm if you aren't there? You would be so helpful to have around, and you know how demand gets to be around Christmas. I'm sorry, said Chrissy firmly. Oh, yeah, I, I said Candy Cane Farm. Okay, I was like, I thought it was like this cute little, like, village thing. I'm like, who's going to help? I'm pretty sure it's a farm, farm where they grow candy canes. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, said Chrissy firmly, but I'm getting older and wearing sharper and sharper blazers, and I just care about New York City and business now. Did she change her name from Kitty to Karen? I think I'm starting to outgrow Candy Cane Falls. Don't you think it might be time to, you know, let sound traditions go? There was silence on the other end of the line. Besides, continued Chrissy, I'm about to be promoted to junior executive in charge of business, so I'm sure they'll be needing me at Big Business Company more than ever. I'm sure you can hire some Candy Cane Falls townie to help you with the Candy Cane Harvest. The name of the city is Candy, candy Cane, cane Falls. Falls. Correct. Okay, sighed her mother. I can see that I won't change your mind, but if your plans change, you know there will always be room for you and Cole at the Christmas table. If I haven't died of heartache before then. And I probably won't, she quickly added, but I'm also saying it's not impossible. I, I'm I'm holding back what I want to say about that, because I have heard a conversation similar to this. Yeah, I think we've all heard this conversation before. Yeah, it? but it wasn't with me. Yeah, it's a little too real. Yeah. Chrissy sighed and changed the subject. They chatted for a few more minutes, and then Chrissy and her mother said their goodbyes, and Chrissy hung up the phone. <sighs> mm. Business. Talking with her mom about Cole had reminded her. She had dinner plans with him that evening. They were celebrating their two-year dating anniversary, which, Chrissy reminded herself, was basically ten in business years. <laughs> Cole had been acting strange lately, so when he asked if he could meet her for dinner at their favorite restaurant later that night, at once, she had realized he was going to propose. Get that bling bling, Chrissy. All of the late nights, the secret of whispers, the volatile moods, suddenly it all made sense. He had been ring shopping late at night and stressed about making the proposal perfect. It was so cold. Almost as cold as changing the password on his phone and laptop so she couldn't access them anymore. <laughs> Probably because they're full of pictures of the ring. Yeah, sure. Tonight, it was really happening. She almost squealed in delight just thinking about it. <laughs> ben uh, asked if this is the darkest timeline for Cindy Lou Who. <laughs> If the makeup is awful and uh, you have uh, Taylor Momsen, then yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We are on to scene two, Blue Christmas. How many scenes are there? Oh, I, good, goodness gracious me. Um, <laughs> Jeez. No, I don't think there's that many. Uh, yeah. Ah! There's only, what? <laughs> uh, Sam, it's a Hallmark movie. Gotta give it time to pace. Oh, yeah, apparently. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because Hallmark <laughs> is known for its pacing <laughs> and its its subtlety. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's almost With like a formula. With Christmas Prince and, uh, and Christmas Kiss and the, the, Christmas the trilogy, Night. Christmas Nights and stuff like that. Like there's twins and she sneaks in and pretends to be a teacher and everything. Uh, but uh, Sam learned today that business ages faster than dogs. <laughs> A, a important fact 
as we all absolutely as important as we grow yeah scene two you know the one thing that we haven't talked about yet what uh my surgery oh yeah so that's why we haven't been on the podcast for about a month is because aaron went through a surgery which basically took his throat out of commission for a couple of weeks uh he doesn't snore anymore, so I think it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. I had about five s- different things happen at the same time. Uh, my tonsils got taken out. Uh, I had two different things happen to my nose where they, like, aligned my septum, and then they did something actually in my nose itself. And then uh, they put a tube down my throat while I was falling asleep. Uh, I didn't feel it because it was well after I had actually fallen asleep. Um, and then... Uh, I had a, actually, I didn't know it at the time, but I had a wart taken off my lip, so. There were so many things. You came out a completely new person that couldn't talk for more than five words, so. I sounded so pathetic. He sounded real pathetic. We were going to do something. Uh, Yes, we did see that they came out with a live How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, It's it's called, uh, the reviews suggest that it's highly sexual in nature. I am intrigued, don't get me wrong, but uh, I think I'm happy we're doing Chrissy's story instead. Me too. Scene two, Blue Christmas. Exterior, Candy Cane Falls. Eve tapped on the door. Chrissy waved her in. They're ready for you in the conference room, Eve said. (gasps) By they, Eve of course met Janet and Tad, Chrissy's bosses. Of course. Chrissy was due for promotion, and when Janet scheduled this meeting, Chrissy knew exactly what it was for. They were going to announce her new position as junior executive in charge of business. Chrissy was always assuming the outcomes of things, and this would prove to be an unequivocally good thing. Of course. What would she do with the raise that would come with the promotion? Being a junior executive surely came with perks, a company car, maybe, or access to the executive-level dining room. Ooh. But one thing was for certain. She had definitely earned this promotion. All those late nights and weekends, missing more family events than she could count because she wasn't good at counting. Well, this would make (laughs) up for it. (laughs) This would make up for it, she told herself. The first thing she'd buy with her raise would be a really nice gift for her mom to make up for having to miss Christmas dinner. All that time, and it was finally happening. She looked at herself hard in the hand mirror. Chrissy, she said to her reflection, you are getting a raise. Chrissy, you are not getting a raise, said Janet, after pleasantries had been exchanged. I can see that look in your eye when you came in, and look, I'll get right to it. I'm afraid this meeting is not good news. Your position is being terminated, effective immediately. You can take until the end of the day to pack up your things, said Tad. It's nothing personal, Janet added. It's simple dollars and cents, which is to say we want more of them. Your position just happened to be the next one on the chopping block. Chrissy nodded in a daze and stood up. She was fired. She was fired? Starting to feel woozy, she leaned against the wall to steady herself. Should Chrissy accept her termination gracefully and leave or make a big scene? Oh, uh, I know what I would want to do. Oh, come on. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, I am stalling just a second to see if anyone else comments. <laughs> Who wants to say what, what is Chrissy going to do? <laughs> ben said she should have been better at counting. Um, you know what? She's worked really hard for this. Damn it. She is not going to take this lying down. All right. She's going to make a big scene. Big old stink. Ah, yep. Sam says, uh, make a scene. And then, uh, hi, Nick and Greg. I told you we had to give a little bit of time for the time lap. So we'll, we'll wait longer when people want to comment what they want. Okay. Fli- yeah, flip that table. Exactly. Absolutely. Chrissy stared at Tad and Janet, a simmering rage threatening to raise to the surface. Look at them, she thought with disgust, with their faces and their hair and their knockoff $2,000 suits 
And then, yeah, knockoff, absolutely. And their names, those names. What kind of names are Tad and Janet? Uh, a family name? Janet said. My mom liked baby frogs, Tad added. Whoops, Chrissy thought. She must have said that last part out loud. Then again, the rage. Tad, Janet, fired. She glared at them and then, in a burst of strength, grabbed the conference room table and flipped it over with a loud roar. No. Way to go, Ben. Well, sort of. She did grab the conference table with both hands and she did attempt to flip it over, but it didn't work. So she just stood there grunting, trying to pull the desk up toward her. It's nailed to the floor, Tad said quietly, as Chrissy's face turned redder and redder and a large forehead vein revealed itself. Fine. If she couldn't flip a table, she could do something else. She grabbed the two closest three-ring binders, threw them to the ground, and started stomping on them. Should we get security? Janet muttered to Tad. No, Tad said slowly. I think she'll tire herself out. When Chrissy realized that her tantrum wasn't getting her the attention she expected, (laughs) she straightened up and adjusted her suit jacket. Well, she said, you can be assured you will be hearing from my lawyers about this. She didn't know what she would get a lawyer about, but it seemed like the sort of thing one would say in this type of situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With that, she turned and walked out of the conference room. But as she marched toward the lobby, she heard a muffled conversation coming from behind another office door. She stopped to listen. It seemed impossible, but she could have sworn that she had just heard someone say, Candy Cane Falls. Should Chrissy stop to eavesdrop on the conversation or continue making her grand exit. I will say that the little symbol for the eavesdrop one is a little picture of a cup of tea because this is some tea we drink in here. (laughs) (laughs) What have the the viewers selected? Uh, Well, Nick and Greg said um, only a a real corporation would nail the table to the floor. (laughs) Um, They've seen this try to happen before. Like, I feel like it would advance the plot if she uh, eavesdrops. So, um, I am going to say she uh, she's she takes a minute to breathe and to sip that tea. All right. Chrissy tiptoed closer to the door, trying to make out what was being said inside. There was almost no chance that someone in that room was talking about Candy Cane Falls. What were the odds that anyone in this building had even heard of her hometown, Chrissy wondered. But it didn't matter. She needed to know for sure. She pressed her ear against the door and listened hard. But all she could make out were muffled voices. Every person in the room sounded like the teacher on Peanuts, Chrissy thought to herself. (laughs) Then suddenly distracted, she thought, I bet Charlie Brown would have really benefited from a sad lamp. But then again, Chrissy reminded herself, I probably would feel depressed too if I were a six-year-old experiencing male pattern baldness. Uh. Then she remembered she was trying to eavesdrop. How was she going to do it? She was going to need some way to amplify the sound, Chrissy realized. There had to be a way, she thought. There had to be. Then suddenly she gasped. The one after Joey and Rachel kiss. Episode 1, season 10 of the former hit NBC show Friends. Of course. How did, TM, it, take TM, her, TM. How did it take her so long to remember? She shook her head, almost laughing. How could she forget about that infamous episode in which the gang is in a Barbados hotel room, struggling to eavesdrop on Ross and Charlie in the other room, when Monica suggests putting a glass cup up against the wall to listen through it so they could hear more clearly. Chrissy clapped her hand against her forehead. The answer had been right there all along. And they say that Friends hasn't aged well, she thought, rolling her eyes. How could they be any more wrong? I <laughs> I don't know. We, <laughs> I don't know. We interrupted your uh, Hallmark Christmas movie for to a quick, to, quick review of Friends. Chrissy sprinted to the break room and rushed back with a coffee mug in tow. She pressed it against the door and leaned in closely to listen. Still, even with the mug, she could only make out bits and pieces of the conversation. Excited, rich, Richard Moneybags. 
Funding, land, condos, Candy Cane Falls, small town, ornament shop, father figure, single mother, lease, beloved, Declan Halls, bulldozer, eviction, wrecking ball, townspeople, outcry, mwahahaha, condos, money, perfect, talk soon, great meeting, goodbye. And with that, someone pulled the door open and Chrissy tumbled face first into the office, <laughs> the mug falling to the carpeted floor with a soft thud and rolling away. A man with a pencil-thin mustache and a full tuxedo stood looking down at her in confusion. Like with the top hat and the, the tails and everything? Monocle. Chrissy stretched out and snatched the mug from the ground. Like I always say, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee, she cried nervously, holding the mug up by way of explanation. Then she scrambled to her feet and sprinted out of the office and down the hall. Oh, well, she thought to herself as she rushed toward the lobby. I guess I'll never be able to even sort of piece together what that conversation was about. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, uh, Ben suggests that the director of this was a PA on the show or something <laughs> like that. It's like their first internship or something. <laughs> as she reached the middle of the lobby, she turned on her heel to face her coworkers, some of whom were peeking out of their offices to see what the commotion had been. I would just like to say, Chrissy said loudly so everyone could hear, that certain people here are a disgrace to the very concept of good business. Business is good, but they, they are the opposite of good, and so they are the opposite of business. I came to this city to get away from Candy Cane Falls and to learn what a stiletto is, and guess what? I've done one of those things. She took a deep breath. And to those certain people in this office who aren't worth the weight in their weighted tape dispenser, I would just like to say, I hope that every day of your life is like Christmas. With that, she stepped into the elevator and closed the door. The lobby filled with confused whispers. She sounded so mad, but then the end of her speech made it seem like she wanted good things to happen to us. No, man, you forgot. Chrissy hates Christmas. So having every day be like Christmas would be, to her, the ultimate punishment. Why does she hate Christmas? No one knows. It's her most mysterious secret. Even more mysterious than that ring of hers with the royal insignia we found on the floor that one day? <laughs> Maybe not as mysterious as that. There are a lot of implications there, but I'm not sure that we'll have the time or space to explore them. As they spoke, the elevator dinged and the doors opened. It was Chrissy again. She cleared her throat. I have forgotten to clear out my desk, she said. And honestly, I have, like, all of my stuff here. So she trailed off. Well then, she said brightly and marched into her office and slammed the door. <laughs> Those two uh, random office workers were a uh, secret cameo by uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Elijah Wood. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, who should, who who will play Chrissy in this film? Do you think? Oh, um, I think I would say probably Christina Milotti, the mother from How I Met Your Mother. I could see her having the the right kind of spark. I love this. I love. I can see her saying business over and over exactly, again, right? In varying tones. Um. And, uh, yeah, there was a question asked if she works at the Monopoly Company. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Richard Moneypacks. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know we are at uh, 1137. Excellent. So, um, I think we probably um, – how can you tell how much more is in I have no scene? idea, depending on how much you skip and how much you choose. I gotcha. I think it's going to be an hour, so I think it's going to be like, <laughs> like a normal Christmas special. I'm looking at how much more of that book is It depends is on how many there. clever jokes we make along the way. Right. Um, do you want to go ahead and take a break and uh, do the um, – Sponsor? Certainly. Okay. So today uh, we are sponsored, as always, by Audible. Uh, you can find, or sorry, excuse me. Uh, Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a three thirty-day trial membership. Uh, go to audibletrial.com/slash married to the idea and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com/slash married to the idea to get started. Uh, remember that is T-O, the idea, not the number two. 
Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. Uh, today, we are actually recommending a book that Liz just finished. Yes. Uh, I have been trying to read a book a week this year for 2020. I've made it to 40, so I'm close. I don't know if I can get two more books, uh, you know, 12 more books done in a week. I mean... This counts 40 as one. out of, oh, is, is it 52 or 56? 52. 52. 40 out of 52 is nothing to sneeze at. It's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, and I found this book when I went to the library last month. And uh, I liked it so much I kept renewing it until I could actually read it instead of returning it like a freaking failure. Yeah. Uh, it's called The Queens of Animation. And the premise of the book was uh, this woman who wanted to know more about the female artists at Disney and the founding of the company and the woman who worked on storyboarding and animation departments, all that stuff. And even the most prolific artist among them, Mary Blair, who you may be familiar with, uh, is rarely mentioned. Uh, there are no records of the women who worked at the Disney company. Uh, they aren't in any of the notes. They aren't in any of the articles. They always talk about the men. They don't, there are no credited women in any of the movies and the credits. And, but we know that they were there. And so she was figuring out, how am I going to figure out any more about these women? She realized she could just go talk to their families. And their families had all this information. And it's, it's unfair, but also awesome to see just how much importance women and uh, African Americans and immigrants had on the structure and look of the Disney company, of its storytelling genius. And... It is a little stressful to read about the toxic environments that they had where people would throw things at the person presenting the storyboards. Uh, they chased a woman down the hall to her office and broke the door down because they were that mad with her d ideas. Uh, there were people... Uh, it, it, again, it's, it's so... It's depressing in the fact that no one talked about them, but it is remarkable that someone actually took the time to went and go find out about these women and show just how important they were. And it goes all the way from beginning Disney all the way to modern day. So it does talk about people like Brenda Chapman, who were instrumental in making Beauty and the Beast work. Uh, you talk about all the movies they made recently. Almost all of them had treatments done by women over 50 years ago that Walt just put to the side because they didn't know what to do with them yet. So, like, things like the Little Mermaid treatment, they had been working on that all the way back in 1940s. Like, it's, and it was always the women who were working on it, and no one would listen to their ideas until 50 years later. Like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Well, I mean, do you know the story of um, the woman who was the live-action representation of Snow White? Yeah. Um, that she, Disney wouldn't let her uh, go do anything else yeah, after that. Blackballed her. Mm -hmm. uh, there, they, there was, there's such cool information in there. Uh, it is my favorite nonfiction book I read this year, and I don't read nonfiction all that often. It has to be a subject that really, really speaks to me, and this one really, really did, and I'm super glad. Uh, so if you want to check it out, uh, it has just so much cool information in it. Uh, that, again, is The Queens of Animation, the untold story of the women who transformed the world of Disney and made cinematic history. Uh, it is by Nathalia Holt, uh, narrated by Saskia Marveld. And um, it is about 11 hours, uh, 11 and a half hours. So you can get that for free if you go to audibletrial.com slash married to the idea. Well, I'll let you decide, Aaron. You are correct. Uh, we're about to hit scene three. 
I think we maybe aim for scene four or at the end of scene four or something All right, like we'll that. get to the, the midpoint. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe we'll do like a part two next week or something I like that. I would love to do that, yeah, to finish it up. Because, so, you know, Christmas doesn't end once December 25th rolls around, guys. Yeah, in fact, to the, the, the people that are watching um, or the people who are listening, if you guys want us to do, because we'll probably end up having to do at least stop this halfway through. Uh, if you want to see a part two, let us know in the comments uh, or, you know, send us a message that you would love to do it and we can arrange to maybe do it next Thursday or something like that. That sounds fun. All right. So uh, she went to go clean out her office. That's right. Yes, That's where yes. we were. Oh, so, so riveting. Chrissy stayed in her office with the door shut behind her all day, absentmindedly clearing off her desk and shoving her office decorations into old printer boxes. She glanced down at the wooden sign that read, Live, Laugh, Love. Oh, uh, fucking course. <laughs> Would she ever remember to do those in the right order? She flipped through her <laughs> customized... <laughs> it must be in that order. Live, then laugh, then, then love. love. She flipped through her customized calendar with the entire month of December missing. Would she ever have the strength to rip a piece of paper out of a calendar again? She rolled up the poster with a kitten hanging on a tree branch and her text reading, hang in there. Would she ever find someone to explain that poster to her? <laughs> what do you mean by hang in there? What small cat? What do you need? Reveal your secrets to me, kitty. Fired. Fired? She said it so many times the word began to sound strange. Like fired, but weird. Fired. Fired. Fired, fired she whispered. Feared. Minutes slipped away and then hours until suddenly she remembered her dinner plans. Nothing could distract from a bad day better than an anniversary dinner with Cole and whatever he had planned. Oh, Chrissy smiled despite herself. She looked at her left hand. This was the last time she saw it without a ring. She picked up her box of belongings and marched out of the office with confidence. Good riddance, she thought. It was no longer just a Green Day song that she connected with way too much as a junior in high school. She was done with big business company, and that was fine. She can, would have can more. Can she be any more basic? She would have more matrimonial things to worry about in the near future anyway. Business would just get in the way. Of course. I feel like business has just gotten in the way, said Cole apologetically that night over dinner. I travel, you work those crazy hours. Come on, Chrissy, I can't be the only one feeling like this. We've been practically over for months. <laughs> Chrissy nodded dumbly. This is not how she expected tonight to go. A waiter stopped by the table. More wine for the lady, he asked. Wine is more good. Fine, Chrissy muttered. She was in shock. I'll love you, Chris. You know that. I'll always love you, Cole continued. But truthfully, I just don't know if a monogamous relationship is even for me. It's not natural, for one thing. Name one animal in all of nature that's monogamous. Swans and wolves, said Chrissy quietly. Oh, said Penguins. Cole. Well, I guess also gibbons, beavers, shingleback skinks. Okay, I get the point, Cole interjected. Barn owls, she said, her voice growing louder. Bald eagles, French anglefish, Schistostoma marcinoni worms, she yelled. The entire restaurant grew quiet. Schistostoma marcinoni worms, Cole. Should Chrissy. I actually can see this, like, being in a movie. Like, I can actually see I'm, that, like. This whole movie is like, exciting. Well, barn owls, skinks, otters. <laughs> Penguins. Like, I could see that someone actually doing that in a movie. <laughs> and, like, one of those, like, really bad rom-coms. Like, a not not uh, uh, leap, not a leap of faith. Um, leap, leap year. year. But something that's, like, lower-grade leap year. <laughs> Should Chrissy throw her wine in Cole's face or try to win him back? Oh. Oof. Burning that bridge or... 
Mm. See, I think it, it kind of feels. She's had a hard day. What do you? Oh yeah, I I think I think she's still raging a little bit from earlier. So it's it's like twenty twenty. It just keeps piling it on her poor thing. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, she she says hell no to that hoe that is hoe. Well. <laughs> Chrissy picked up her glass, newly full of red wine, the expensive kind, because of all their business money. Back in Candy Cane Falls, they drank dumb, simple things like apple cider and hot chocolate, and Chrissy gagged, water. <laughs> <laughs> Lower middle class drinks. This one wasn't for someone whose idea of splurging was to go to TJ Maxx without a coupon. This one was for upper middle class people. Upper middle class. Not, not middle class or lower middle class. Good upper. God, no. Upper middle class. Uh, yeah, Ben has uh, commented that the Animal Planet education is paying off. And that, uh, yeah, he is already on Tinder with three matches. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just sitting there swiping right. Just swiping. Yeah. She paused for a moment and then tossed the wine directly into Cole's face. He sputtered and grabbed for a napkin. <laughs> what about the Alps, Cole? Chrissy said. We were going to go to Switzerland and ski. I already bought my tickets. Reimburse you, Cole mumbled. That isn't good enough. Oh, oh wait, wow, really? Oh, okay, God, yeah, that's yeah. a relief. Honestly, because it was just going to be like one another stressful thing, so I guess thank you, but also you can definitely rot in hell. But I do appreciate it, Chrissy said. <laughs> Listen, you're a terrible human being, but you have one good quality that you're trying to do right here. <laughs> Cole nodded. I'll always love you, Chrissy, he said. Just not in the way where I want to be around you. Does that make sense? Chrissy grabbed a water glass and threw it in Cole's face. Nothing happened. The glass had been empty. But oh. of course, because who drinks water? As I drink my eggnog. <laughs> oh, Chrissy said, examining the glass. Oh, oh, I see. I thought I couldn't see the water because water is clear, but now I see that it's because it was empty. You see, water is wet. <laughs> she picked up a dinner roll and threw it at him instead. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Cole, she said. Call me if you ever reconsider monogamy. <laughs> no, girl. No. On the cold walk home, she dialed her mom's number. It, she picked up on the first ring. Mom, Chrissy said tearfully, the ski trip is canceled. Tell everyone I'm leaving the big city with all its plexiglass and pigeons. I'm coming to the place where buildings are short and the birds are ducks. I'll, I'll be coming home to Candy Cane Falls for Christmas after all. Yay! Woo! The plot is finally moving forward. And now we have scene three, the meat cute. Now that we've dispensed with our disposable <laughs> love interest, we can now meet someone. Thank God, because Cole was the worst. Cole was the Everyone's worst. the worst, but Cole was the worst. <laughs> you know, I just, I want to love you, but <laughs> without you know, being foot. around you at all. You know, six foot. This is the quarantine romance we all needed. Yeah, exactly. The sign on the side of the road said, welcome to Candy Cane Falls. And Chrissy's Uber driver slowed down as he drove past to admire it. Decked out an explosion of blinking lights, it was festive, but still, it was nothing compared to the town itself. The driver whistled as he pulled into the main street, staring out the window at the winter wonderland that was Candy Cane Falls in December. Candy Cane Falls may be a small town, Chrissy said robotically, repeating something she'd heard a hundred times from her mother. But there's nothing small about the way we do Christmas. No, no, no. You say, we here in Candy Cane Falls, we take Christmas seriously. Seriously. No red cups. Red and green, no, no, that's okay, but no red cups. No red nope. cups. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. The car screeched to a halt to let three reindeer pass. The driver looked back at Chrissy in shock. 
It's just a small town thing, said Chrissy. Small towns, as I understand them, are just full of reindeer. They're just, you know, chock full chock of... Full. We uh We actually have to bring the coyotes in uh, every so often to help, you know, maintain <laughs> the population. The Uber driver studied his phone. Hmm, he frowned. The GPS isn't finding me. Is there no service out here? Chrissy laughed. Well, she said, Candy Cane Falls is an old-fashioned place. I remember a few years ago they tried to update the technological infrastructure, but everyone was so upset, and there were so many protests that they finally had to scrap the project. And to think, she said, shaking her cans, shaking her head. What? <laughs> I read ahead. And to think. <laughs> and to think, she said, shaking her head, of all the good those cans strung between windows could have done for the people of this town. But I guess they just weren't ready for that kind of technological advancement. I, I, that's just too... <laughs> yeah, the town has definitely had a purge. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just too advanced for me. It's paper and a pencil to do letters. No, 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 no. no. I just, I, I can't learn. Smoke signals all the way. It's any not a chance, parody of anyone living or anything. Any chance you can direct me to your house, he asked. Sure, said Chrissy. Then she paused. Should Chrissy take him straight to her house or take him on a tour through the town first? The Uber doesn't <laughs> give a shit about the town. Why is this a choice? He he doesn't give a shit. Like, uh, <laughs> he just. I was just making small talk, ma'am. No, please don't. Uh, listen, uh, you're. I I I have to get back home, back to the city, which is three hours away. <laughs> and and you're not gonna tip me, are you? No, no. unless it's in candy canes. <laughs> Uh, so you thinking straight to the house? Straight to, straight why? To, why the fuck would? Because every man, unless unle- unless the Uber driver the meat too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like no, 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 bra, no. Straight to the house. She's she's still business enough where she'd be like, no, nah, just take, take me, me there. I, I want to avoid the Christmas stuff because she hates Christmas. So yeah. There you go. Okay. I can get you there, Chrissy said. It's pretty easy. Just drive one mile past the Christmas trees. Turn left when you hear the magic tinkling in the air. Go another half mile down the Boulevard of Memories. Turn right when you see the Caroler's Not graveyard. Not the Boulevard of Broken Dreams? Nope. Turn right when you see the Caroler's graveyard. And when you get to the end of the road, follow your heart. <laughs> and, and then uh, whenever you get done, you, you'll get paid in hugs. Thanks, Ben. She recited, remembering how her mother had always described the path to their home. Her driver stared at her. Uh, west, Chrissy said, head west. And then the driver stared at her again. I'm not a fucking compass. Uh, compass. <laughs> hey, Chrissy said after a few minutes of driving, I never asked your name. I know, said the driver. Five full minutes passed. Ah! <laughs> Evan, Evan said suddenly, my name is Evan. At first I thought you were just stating a fact, like, oh, a fact about me is that I never asked your name, but it just occurred to me that you were, you know, asking. Chrissy nodded. I, it was confusing because it was a question without a question mark, Evan continued. Chrissy nodded again. Wait, could you see my text bubbles or something? I'm going to keep driving now, Evan said, while being named Evan. Chrissy nodded once more, this time hiding a smile. <laughs> Ooh, we're on six pages ahead. There was a lot of stuff we skipped on that one. All right. Uh, no, Ben, you, you can only get there when the, the mists come off the moor and the town rises from it again. Uh, the once a year Vampiric that you can access like. it. <laughs> 
like that castle where it's water all around it and you can only get to it at certain times of day because otherwise the tide rolls in and you can't get there. I'll tell you about that one later. Well, I was also thinking of like, you know, not Xanadu, but like the town that appears once a year. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a family guy parody, Donnie Most. I can't remember. Friend of the podcast, John would know. Because we, we talk about it all the time. Or the mummy. Or the mummy. I'm Where? sorry. I'm always thinking of Brendan Fraser. I'm sorry. The car snaked through I mean, curvy. Who isn't? The car snaked through curvy back roads until it finally settled on a property just in the outskirts of town, Chrissy's childhood home. Why when, do I feel like whenever we make a specific, like if we if it's like a good choice, we actually get like what would happen in a Hallmark movie. But if it's a bad choice, like you know throwing a temper tantrum and like not going through the town, that like the writer like. Okay, you're going to get punished for well, a Well, fine then. Okay, I guess. Whatever. Don't play along with my story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've absolutely missed a line where she says, we're not so different, you and I. But uh, I'm uh, going to – I'm sorry. We, we passed it. It's too late. If you want to figure out what happened if they went through town, you'll have to get the book and find out. <laughs> when she was younger, they lived in a small apartment close to the center of town. At the time, they were growing candy canes on windowsills, on their balcony, in the small patch of grass in front of the building, wherever they could find. The peppermint bushes were brutal, and the candy cane sector was the most competitive of all. If Chrissy's family was ever going to build a sustainable business, they knew they were going to have to grind. So the small two-bedroom apartment had been overwhelmed by candy canes stuffed in the corners and behind the bathtub, sprouting out of little pots. But as her parents' candy cane farm grew and grew, things changed. They needed to expand the business and move to a place with a little more property. Your parents own a candy cane farm? Asked Evan, puzzled. I thought those died out ages ago. Last I heard, candy canes were just, you know, made from sugar and cornstarch and food dye and stuff. <laughs> Chrissy laughed. Most candy canes are these days. Oh, Evan, you naive fool. dumbass. <laughs> but Candy Cane Falls is a small town. People do things a slow way here. They may be old-fashioned, celebrating Christmas all month and growing their own candy canes, but, well, God love them, and I hate to admit it, but my parents were always right about one thing. They taste better than the store-bought stuff. Yep, yep. You got to have that homegrown organic candy canes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the the Uber driver is going to be a romantic option simply because he physically can't leave the town. I think so. It yeah. s- seems like. <laughs> like. I tried to go back on the road that uh, we were on, but then... But the I, mist I, appeared, I, and I couldn't see the road anymore, and every time I drove straight, it would just lead me right back in a <laughs> seven and a half deaths of Ellen Hardcastle sort of way. And Yeah, I would just get turned back around. Uh, I would, I'm trying to get to the center or the edge, and, and then my, my torch is supposed to light me in the right direction. <laughs> and that is a Breath of the Wild reference. <laughs> Can there really be that much difference in the flavor of a candy cane, Evan asked. They seem pretty straightforward. She laughed again. What a dumb boy she was dealing with. Okay, she said. Here's what I want you to do. Close your eyes and imagine the flavor of a candy cane in your mouth. Are you imagining it? Evan closed his eyes. Mm-hmm, he said. Okay, she said. Now, imagine that flavor, but, like, way better. Like, way better. That pure uncut shit. Now open your eyes. Evan opened his eyes. Whoa, he said. Pretty amazing, right? She asked. That's the difference between homegrown and factory-made candy canes. Speaking of, she said, gesturing toward the house, that's probably my cue to leave. Thanks for the ride. And if you're ever in the city and want someone to hustle and bustle with, look me up. I live in a harsh, minimalist apartment that is primarily constructed of sharp corners. It's women who don't want children. Anyway, she said, waving her hand. I'm rambling. I must be going crazy from missing business so much. Thanks again for the ride. I had a nice time. Then she paused and looked back at him. She actually had had a nice time. She couldn't remember the last time she'd felt so relaxed. There's really nothing, and she felt silly even thinking it, but did she like this guy? They'd been cooped up inside his car for hours, and not once, once had he made a joke about how, since they were stuck in a car, they were actually cooped up. 
which for some reason was a pun Chrissy was certain he would make, one that would have been made worse by the fact that Evan's Prius wasn't even a coupe. It was unlikely, yes, but she had been hurt by men in their terrible puns before. Oh, every day, women are hurt by puns made by men. When will it end? Donate now to, <laughs> to bring awareness to the punstrophy. It wasn't just that, though. She also liked that he was nice. She talked easily with him. He kept his hands on the wheel at 10 and 2 the whole time, but not in a way that it seemed like he thought it was better than you, just where you knew it came naturally to him. And he was funny, too. After she had told him about a TED Talk she'd recently heard, the power-posing one, obviously, she asked him what, if he were absolutely forced to give a TED Talk, he would speak about. He paused for a moment and then replied, the origins and iterations of the name Theodore. They had taken until now, outside her home, for Chrissy to get the joke, and she laughed out loud. She appreciated the delayed gratification. It reminded her of her favorite TED Talk, the one about the marshmallow test. And most importantly, for all the radio and podcasts they listened to during their drive, not once did Evan say, you know, a couple of my buddies and I actually think about starting a podcast. She literally had never met a man like him before. <laughs> Could he We're going to ignore that last part. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ben brings up a good point. These are qualities I want in a tax attorney, not a potential mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he sounds like the most... She's basic, but she has a personality, which is basic. He sounds like a cardboard cutout that is that has been given life. Well, then, here we go. Could this be fate, she wondered. Could this even be love? Should Chrissy try to go for it with Evan or say goodbye? Uh, you don't have to wait on this one. You know what the answer yeah. is. <laughs> uh, ben says, uh, Ben says, even if she uh, leaves, she'll probably give him a five-star review. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going to say find another, find your hunky, uh, small town boy, um, uh, Christmas wreath salesman. There it is. Yeah. Let's say goodbye and move on. He's not the love of your life. She whispered to herself. He just isn't immediately interested in starting a podcast. And there is a difference. Thanks again. again she said, ignoring that. Right, we're going to ignore that. Uh, thanks again. She said, smiling at Evan. Oh, wait, he said. Hanks again. I totally forgot. You just reminded me. This whole time I've been meaning to tell you about this podcast I just started with a few of my buddies. It's called Hanks Again. And basically every week we just talk about sequels and prequels that Tom Hanks has done. Chrissy thought for a moment. So just the Toy Story and the Da Vinci Code movies? She finally asked. <laughs> God, just like nail and on the fucking head. Uh, no, Evan shot back. He also had a minor role in the Ruth <laughs> in the Rudels too. Can't buy me lunch, but otherwise, yes, that's it. Chrissy smiled, suddenly exhausted. Maybe I will check it out. She said, stepping out of the car. See ya. If you use the code Hanks for the memories, you can get five percent off your next mattress subscription box. He called out the window. I don't know what that means. She responded, waving as the car drove away. Five stars. She called, suddenly remembering the name of any nativity theme shop back in town. She's been trying to think of it all day. I oh my god I I want okay I want a Hallmark movie yeah. or a movie that's like Hallmark like this but the main character is super normal like someone's like yeah I just I I uh I wish you would come home mom I am coming home oh oh there no conflict no okay oh. well uh hang on mom I gotta go to the 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 business meeting hey we um. We need you to stay late. Oh, too bad. I, I have plans with my mom, and uh, I need to go. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, hi. 
I'm Nathaniel. So she just I I'm the local lumberjack of Christmas trees. Oh, that's great. Um, I have a boyfriend back down. See ya. So it had the entire movie is just her sidestepping conflict. Yeah, like I've seen one where it's like avoiding the movie is what she's exactly. Doing. <laughs> I've seen uh, I've seen one as like an anime character or an anime protagonist that avoids all the anime plots. Yes, exactly. Like giant glowing rock falls to the earth. I'm gonna let someone else look at that. Someone else, a scientist perhaps. <laughs> Why is that mysterious student looking at me? Oh well. She's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not trying to think about that though. Because the screen door banged open and her mother rushed out to envelop her in a hug. If she's not wearing a Christmas sweater and a Christmas apron and some sort of Christmas pa- uh, paraphernalia like on her head like a Christmas tree, I'm going to be disappointed. I see no description, so keep that in your head. Okay. Ugh, Chrissy grunted, smothered in the embrace. It's nice to see you too. She finally wiggled free. Come inside, said her mom, smiling. I have a surprise for you. A surprise, asked Chrissy. This close to Christmas? Just come in, her mother said, grabbing her by the hand and practically dragging her across the front porch. Why would you get me something for Christmas? Through the foyer and into the kitchen. As you know, her mother said, the candy cane harvest was huge this year. Oh, here, Chrissy, will you hold these for a minute? She said, scooping a stack of recipe books off of the counter and into Chrissy's arms. Chrissy nodded and clumsily accepted the books. Anyway, her mother continued, even though I tried to avoid it, I knew that I was probably going to have to hire someone to help me with the winter rush. Chrissy nodded again. And wouldn't you know, she continued, but one day I was out at the Christmas cookie store trying to place an order, and who should walk in but me, said Nick. He had entered the kitchen through the back door when no one was paying attention. Nicholas Bell, Chrissy gasped, dropping all of her books to the floor. Should Nick be Chrissy's high school nemesis with whom she had always shared a weird chemistry, or Chrissy's former high school flame? Oh! It got good, right? (laughs) Those are both really good choices. I'm, getting, I'm, I'm leaning towards one. Yeah, because like I, a, I'm actually, a Drake and Josh motif sort of style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I do. Um, I'm going to try to give us a second to allow the comments to come in. So those who are still watching, um, what would you – who do you – do you want it to be a high school rival with weird chemistry or the old high school flame? Um, we definitely have one that we're leaning towards, but I want to hear what uh, everyone else has to say. Um, so as that's coming in – uh nicholas bell seriously nicholas bell i know her name is chrissy christmas and then uh cole like a lump of coal uh evan what what's that like i don't think that's it i'm see see even 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 evan i mean eve evan yeah but they already did eve i guess it's true yeah so i the names are like (laughs) i both hate them and love them i kind of hate i love nicholas bell I have one vote for Nemesis. I love Nemesis. Let's do it. Okay. Let's see if... Uh, give me one more minute. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, are you enjoying reading so far? You know, uh, it, it is relaxing. It brings me back uh, to my teaching days from a month ago when I still taught. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, during quarantine, you uh, read to your students. You yes. Did, you did uh, reading for that's, your students. That's what I'm thinking of right now. Yep. Well, 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 said Nick. He was looking just beyond Chrissy to the wall, where there was a painting of three wishing wells. He studied the painting for a moment more, and then turned his attention back oh, to Chrissy. Oh, Bo! Bo! Oh my God! I'm more disappointed in how long. Ah, yeah, exactly, Ben. If we're waiting for a character named Yule to come in, um, Yule Brenner. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, they're above that. Even this, they're above that. What are they above? I actually don't get the joke. He said, well, 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 and there's a painting. Oh, my God, I just got it. 
It took me a second too, but I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Chrissy, he said, what a surprise. I didn't know the convention was in town. What convention? Asked Chrissy, confused. You know, Nick said, a smile spreading over his face. The Caterpillar Reading Group convention. Chrissy felt her face go red with anger. I wouldn't know, Nick continued, because as you know, I myself was in the Butterfly Reading Group. That was fourth grade, Chrissy hissed. After all these years, I can't believe you're still bringing this up. And besides, I belonged in the butterfly group, but as everyone knows, my accelerated reader test results were sabotaged. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Like, did the reader or did the writer of this actually, like, do AR tests? Apparently they did. I thought that was a local thing. No, everyone does that. Pizza Hut had the promotion all across uh, America. Wow. You're still sticking to that story, huh? Asked Nick. Remind me again, who sabotaged you? Was it Miss Buckworm, the sweet old librarian? She was the only one with access to the machines, Chrissy cried, and she had motive. She knew that if anyone found out how high my actual reading ability was pretty soon, I wouldn't be satisfied with super fudge or freckle juice. She knew I was going to start asking for the other blooms, the blooms that made the parents call the library and yell at her. She knew I was going to ask her for forever, and she knew that if she could just keep me in the lower reading group for the rest of the school year, then she could retire and I would be the next librarian's problem. Hashtag free the blooms. Nick shrugged. I mean, it sounds like you've obviously really thought about this a lot, he said. I remember being surprised that you were still upset about it in high school, but I guess I always assumed that that was because you were self-conscious about how I was valedictorian when you were just a lowly salutatorian. Oh, yeah. Low. Lowly. I guess I just assumed that you would have moved on by now. I mean, I certainly have. First of all, Chrissy snapped, you know the only reason you were valedictorian is because I took honors classes and they didn't weigh the grades, while you, Mr. All-Star Athlete, got to take classes like math for athletes and special topics and history for athletes, 1980 Olympics only, and sitting and playing games in your TI-83 calculator in Coach Pyron's room during his prep period because he was a football coach and somehow had that power 101. Math for athletes was tough. <laughs> <laughs> Our school had a really weird way of naming classes. Uh, ben pointed out the name of the reading teacher, Buckworm. Buckworm. Oh, no, I, I know okay. it's Buckworm. No, I, I thought you were going to get that one, oh, I did. Actually, I, I missed that one. <laughs> See, I was worried about AR. <laughs> Math for athletes was tough, Nick admitted. I still remember on our final how we had to use everything we learned in class to figure out how many basketball hoops are on a basketball court. Nick muttered, uh, Chrissy muttered something. What did you say? Nick said, grinning. I couldn't hear you. I said, Chrissy repeated more loudly. Spoken like a true Matt Christopher, Nick flushed. Ah, Chrissy said. Now she was the one who was smiling. I guess you do remember your nickname. So you must remember how even though you were in the top reading group, it was only because you exclusively read those Matt Christopher sports books and they artificially inflated your score and everybody knew. Nick stared at her for a few seconds, blinking. The dog that pitched a no-hitter was a classic, he said finally, and you know that. And besides, he shrugged, I don't even think about our old rivalry stuff anymore. I'm a really happy, successful adult. I have a son, actually. They they call them athletes for a reason. Uh, <laughs> so, hang on. Is the mother just standing there I'm letting guessing all this happen? In all of her Christmas sweater, Christmas apron, Christmas hat glory. I'm just so happy my daughter's home. I have an incredible business job, Chrissy retorted. Had a business job. She silently corrected herself, but Nick didn't need to know that. No. I've had tons of girlfriends, Nick continued. Hang on. Did they drop the bomb that he has a son and they're just completely yep. skating by? Okay. Yep. I have tons of gr- I've had tons of girlfriends, Nick continued. Oh, yeah, said Chrissy. I've been married a bunch of times. Like a bunch. <laughs> she winced. Not only was that not true, but it also didn't quite come across as the brag she meant it to. Nick took a small step toward her. 
I've got really deep roots in Candy Cane Falls, he said. And while it may not have everything a big city does, it has something more important, community. I love knowing that I'm investing in a tight-knit community that invests right back in me. And did you know that the tire swing my son swings on is tied to a tree upon whose trunk my great-grandparents carved their initials in when they were courting? My life is truly beautiful because I have love. And I, responded Chrissy proudly, have a Peloton. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, ben has predicted that they are going to bang. And yeah, completely agree with that. Yeah, without uh, a doubt. And then Nick and Greg say, yeah, it's the worst mother ever. Mm, yeah. I, either she's, like, gone back to baking and, like, just, like, bustling around. Or she's literally watching it, like, sipping tea, like, ooh, ooh, what a ooh. nice retort. Ooh, interesting. I don't know what Without realizing professional D yeah. <laughs> Without realizing it, she's also taking a step towards Nick. Oh. Now they're just inches apart, both staring at the other. A few moments pass in silence. Then Nick rolled up the sleeves of his flannel shirt, revealing his veiny forearms. Chrissy oh. seethed. This is a dirty tactic. He must have known that she had a weakness for veiny forearms with the only attractive veins. It was a truth universally acknowledged. Chrissy closed her eyes. Snap out of this, she thought. This has been great, she finally said, but I'm going to go and find my mom now. I've actually been here this whole time, said a small voice from behind her. <laughs> Chrissy spun around and practically bumped right into her mother, who had been standing behind her the entire time. <laughs> I thought at first it was maybe going to be a group conversation, her mother continued. I now, <laughs> I now understand that it was not. <laughs> oh my God. And honey, I'm sorry. I, I guess you have to leave me. I don't have veiny forearms. I, I don't think veins are particularly attractive, so it's okay. You but win. those are the most attractive. The mo it is a universal acknowledged yes, truth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the, Chrissy started to say something, but Nick cut in and said, actually, he said, as you get back to work, those candy canes won't harvest themselves. He went to Chrissy's mom, who blushed. Oh, Nick, she said, blushing and waving her hand as she left the room. You're too much. <laughs> Nick turned back to Chrissy and stuck out his hand. Nice to see my favorite salutatorian, he said. It's been too long. Chrissy reached out and grabbed his hand. She tried for a clever comeback, but all that came out was smart sports. <laughs> this group something else. I, I, I'm afraid I don't understand that one, Nick and Greg. Group something else. Uh, group conversation, group something else. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Nick cocked an eyebrow. For a moment, it seemed like he was going to tease her, but he decided against it. Finally, he leaned in close to whisper something to her. He was still holding her hand. Forever is good, he breathed into her ear. But when it comes to Bloom, I always prefer Dean. Then he gave her hand a hard shake, let go, and walked out the back door. Chrissy stood frozen in that spot in the kitchen for minutes after Nick left. She might have stayed there all night, had her mother not bustled back through, nosed her, and said, Chrissy, what are you still doing in the kitchen? Can I get you something to eat? Chrissy shook her head slowly. No, thank you. I'm, what, I'm full up on that line. But what she was thinking was that until today, she'd always thought that she was the only person in the world. Who preferred Dean? Uh, God. <laughs> All right, we're uh, a page away from uh, scene four, which cool. was our intent. Yep. Wow, said, uh, wait, no, yep. She'll find a place. Don't I'm worry. sorry, I, I got really lost here for a second. You're just thinking about Deanie. I'm thinking about all that Deanie. I I I've, I think I've read a couple of Judy Bloom's novels. I have not read any of these. I read. I think I read Super Fudge, but I don't think I read Freckle Juice. Um, I read a story one time where it was like like the King Midas touch where everything turned to uh, gold, but instead of gold, it was chocolate. 
<laughs> and uh, the poor kid learned his lesson when he kissed his mom and she turned into chocolate. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. And that's very dark. Very dark. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> All right. Shall we do scene four or shall we call it here? I think we need to call it here. That was a pretty good. That was, that was, pretty that was good. a really good way to end on it. So I liked that. So if you would like to hear the uh, second half of this Christmas movie romance, which um, we should probably name. If you uh, have an idea for a name about Chrissy, Candy Cane Falls, Nicholas Bell, and the Candy Cane Farms, please let us know what we can call this beautiful movie. We still got time. Maybe a really good line will pop itself up later yeah, yeah. that we could use for it. Uh, but <laughs> if you have enjoyed this or wish that we had made other choices, uh, we recommend Build Your Own Christmas Movie Romance by Rianne Conk. Uh, it's very fun. There actually are some pretty pull quotes in, throughout it. Uh, one of those was about... Uh, Loving someone and them not having a podcast is a difference. Uh, and there are cute little, uh, like, stitched Christmas sweater illustrations all the Aww. way through. And whenever yeah. you pick something, you go to, like, a certain little illustration to keep going. So oh, okay. it's, a, it's a very cute, pretty little book. Uh, I'm having a ton of fun with it. Uh, and I hope you guys have had it too. I, I, th I hope Aaron's been a good Christmas gift. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, if you uh, want us to do it again, uh, make sure to uh, like and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> comment on the stuff below. Uh, the business at the falls. Business at the falls. Falling, falling out of business. Uh, um. Hmm. I think we have to go a little bit further a twisted, in the story. A twisted candy cane Christmas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it would be like a horror movie. I know or a little bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep, we'll keep thinking. You yeah. guys keep thinking too, and let us know. Uh, but mostly, we hope that you have a lovely Christmas Eve and a lovely Christmas Day and a lovely Christmas season. This year's been really, really rough for a lot of different reasons, but. It has been nice to keep doing this podcast with you, and it has been really nice to hear from people during the podcast today. It was nice to hear people follow along and have fun with us, and it gives me a little bit of brightness here. Yeah, and uh, we hope that no matter what you celebrate, that you have a good one, um, that you stay safe out there, and um, that uh, the... <laughs> so I, I'm trying to be serious, and, I, and I get funny comments. <laughs> How dare you be? <laughs> how dare you be funny to our sentimental yeah. sign off? How dare you? Uh, no, um, I uh, we've we've had some really rough times. Uh, I personally have had some rough medical time uh, here the last few months. Um, finally, on a on a good part of that, and um, we've good health is perhaps the best gift we can. Yeah, absolutely. Have this Christmas. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that we don't see this year, and. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. And we, you know, there's people in more situations than us. And, uh, so we kind of have to take a step back and realize that while there is some darkness, there's always some light too. So, uh, two more suggestions, um, Merry Christmas, Nick and Greg, um, two more suggestions. I'm going to say, uh, the one that actually might be a good suggestion. And then the one that's just hilarious, uh, Nick and Greg suggested falling for you. Falling for you. Candy cane falls, mm -hmm. falling for you. That's mm -hmm. not bad. Um, and then, uh, Ben, I, I think this is a perfect way to end it. Sweet Jesus, I'm trapped in a diabetic Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> bit, bit on the nose there. Bit on the nose, but I like it. Thank you so much. 
have marry marry everything uh and as always she's been elizabeth he's been aaron and, and we're, we're married, married to the idea, idea.